Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Friday, February 24th, 2017. I'm Alex Kalafi, joined tonight by my usual co-host, that is one Donald Terrio. Hello, Donald Terrio. Hello, welcome to Tri-Country Switch Panic. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we have, we have three different countries across... Two different continents. I should remember Canada's part of North America, but two different continents. And then we we are also joined by the Netherlands' very own, very special guest, Nintendo Don Koopman. Hello, Don. Hello. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing just dandy. We uh, Zach is out on medical leave, as as he is one to do from time to time. And then Neil is like, it's up in the air whether he's going to be on this show. He might appear as a surprise, but I'm guessing he won't. He already said on Twitter that he won't, so... Okay, cool. So that's no Neil tonight. But we do have three people who have not... Well, who haven't played their own Switches yet. And yeah. are patiently awaiting the retail release of the Nintendo Switch, which is... One week from today. I I haven't even played a demo unit yet. <laughs> that makes only one of us. Because we we have two people on this show it's, who have played it's this. Funny, it's funny, because we said also three different countries, but Donald hasn't played it. Uh, Alex had played it at one event. I played it at two events. Oh, I see. Uh, turn off your speakers, bros, says TRBR. Is is there something wrong with our speakers? Is someone's speaker on? Uh, my audio. No, I have a headset on. Yeah, I got okay. uh, let me turn my volume let me turn my speaker volume down then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, go. cool. But it's one week to go until the Nintendo Switch, and then it's I've gotten to that pre console like itch where it's like I have nothing to play right now because all my mind is focused on what's coming out next week. Mm. But I'm in such a video game playing mood because I'm so excited for Zelda, which is supposed to be awesome. And then you got Nier Automata coming out right after that. I, but I, I, I am. Nothing to play. Hey, hey, I just played the first hour of Nier Automata before recording this. Oh, so we're going to talk about Switch, but is it really good? I think it's really fun, but it's mostly the demo with a few caveats. Like it actually starts with a um, dual stick, and then also more horizontal shooting segments. <laughs> okay, but it is it is mostly the demo. It's mostly demo, but after that, it opens up into a ruined city, and then um, what do you do? You get some subquests to do in the main quest, and I just went off into a completely different tangent and doing the subquest now. So okay, okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. But uh, if, if it's okay with everyone in the chat, and I and I know it might be, we are going to be talking about the Nintendo Switch for the next hour or so. That's fine. That's fine. That's, that's, that's fine with me, too. So first off, I want to check in. What is our March 3 going to look like? And I will let you go first, Donald. What, what is your Switch package going to look like on March 3rd, 2017? Uh, my Switch package will be the console itself, and hopefully a and probably a download of a couple of the eShop games that got announced this week, and probably a co- and probably an eShop copy of Bomberman because they seem to be small enough that I can get all that into the system without having to buy an external memory card. Uh, James Jones from Radio Free Nintendo is is, uh, is watching us right now, which is kind of funny because. We would have just had you on this show if we knew you were going to be. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yep. And for those who are tuning in expecting Harvest Moon 64 at this hour, um, we w- they will be on immediately following us. Yeah. It's Brian Rose is yes. going to have some Harvest Moon. So you're, you're looking at the Switch and Zelda, Donald? Uh, nope. Zelda, for me, as I've mentioned repeatedly, is a Wii U game. Okay, right. so you're not you're not getting the switch on day one, like. Oh no, I'm getting the switch on day one. I'm just not getting Zelda with it. I'm okay. I am the one percent of the population that is going to buy a switch on the first day, but not play Zelda. Okay, well, what I can say from experience, and what I'm sure Don can say from experience, is that the Switch version of Zelda, from the demos I've played and probably the demos you've played, is mm-hmm. not that vastly improved on the Switch. In fact. It's not that easy to tell the visual difference between the two of those versions. It looks a little sharper, but outside of that, it's really hard to tell. 
which it's it's a similar power to the Wii U. And the way that you can tell that is just by looking at the file sizes, considering the Switch version of Zelda is like 13 gigabytes, and if that system was as powerful as the PS4, that game would not be 13 gigabytes. Yeah. I will say, though, one thing that the that the Switch version is going for, it seemed to chuckle a whole lot less than on Wii U. Because when you did a gigantic explosion in some areas in the Wii U demo, it would kind of blow up and then go back to normal. And that seems to hold up a whole lot better in the Switch version. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I bet it does run smoother, at the very least, on the Switch version, because it is certainly a more powerful version. Mm-hmm. Uh, TRBR says, did you just conflate power with file size? Don't be so basic. I absolutely did, and you're right. That e- Even though you, you, you're just giving me a little shit right now, TRBR, <laughs> you are still valid in saying that it's not necessarily a direct one-to-one comparison, but there I'm- is some difference between an open-world game... A good-looking open-world game on PS4 is not going to be 13 gigabytes. I'm just saying, I mean, NBA 2K is, what, 9 gigs on PS3 and 46 gigs on PS4, so yeah, a little bit, but that's also probably 1080p assets and uncompressed wave versus, you know, actual file compression. Sure, yeah. sure. On day one, March 3rd, I'm going to have the basic bitch... Uh, Nintendo Switch and Zelda combo, and nothing exciting to report other than that. Although I am looking forward to Puyo Puyo Tetris the following month. I could be convinced to get Snipper Clips, which was announced as a launch game. We'll be talking about launch games in about 10 minutes. But Don, what does your March 3rd Nintendo Switch look like? I know you're getting it a tiny bit earlier, probably. Uh, I'm not sure when I'm getting... Hopefully, I'm getting a Switch from Nintendo. I said hopefully, maybe by launch, but they weren't sure. So I still ha- stuck with my pre-order, and I'm getting picking up my pre-order at least on that Friday. Um, but um, most of the games that are launched, like retail games, I'll be getting. So mostly, I'll be downloading the eShop titles. But I will be getting an extra set of Joy-Cons uh, because that comes with a download copy in Europe of Snipper Clips. So it will save me like ten bucks. Um, then the Pro Controller and a few other things like the case and what have you. Um, and beyond that, it's getting a few micro SD cards and downloading a bunch of games from the European but also the Japanese eShop. My question for you, Don, is are you sure you want to buy a new set of Joy-Cons right away? Because Switch System Impressions came out yesterday, and although most of the feedback has been generally positive, the one super serious negative criticism people have seen is that the left Joy-Con is losing tracking when in the... the, the what, what's the word, Donald, that I'm looking for? In the uh, grip or in, in, the, in grip. the free... Yeah, or in the free mode. Although, I think Neil did some testing and found that it happened with the right as well, but it just a lot of it came out... The initial impressions came out on the left. And not only that, it's not only like, oh, there's a dead pixel on one of a hundred systems. Almost everyone who reviewed or is reviewing the system and has played it at length is having the exact same problem with the Joy-Cons, only to differing extent. So, Don, does that not make you a little bit nervous? No. Mostly I'm getting the other halves because I want a complete set of red and blue Joy-Cons. TRBR suggests the possibility that it's probably set to really low transmit power. Every Bluetooth controller in the modern world can be updated. That is absolutely true. My only addition to that is that the Game Explained video came out yesterday that actually did testing on this. And wasn't there some suggestion that this was actually a hardware issue and not a software issue? Uh, there, that was the intimation in the Game Explained video. I mean, people are saying that they're looking into it to determine... Nintendo is looking into it. That's been confirmed with several outlets that have posed the question. Um, I could see if... What might end up happening with the Day 1 update, besides enabling microSD XC support and lighting up the eShop, is you may there may be an update... Part of the update would probably crank up the power, at least as a temporary fix, until they can maybe get a 
a a sort of the second wave of joy cons maybe has that whatever hardware issue is fixed because a lot of people are comparing this to the antenna gate issue that happened with the iphone 4 a few years back where they ended up having to send out bumpers so we may okay. have joy con condoms in our future <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it is so maybe it is a software issue. James Jones, who, who is who is a contributing fourth member via text now, fun fact about Bluetooth is they can have all kinds of fun interference with stuff. And uh, TRBR adds, the hardware is the Bluetooth MCU, which can be updated. I hope you're right. The official PR line from Nintendo today was that they are indeed looking into it though yeah there, there's no word on it. it's not necessarily enough for me to cancel my switch pre-order or anything because nintendo will eventually make good on everything and it seems like the switch hardware itself is rock solid as far as all reports have come back it's just because of the stuff going on now i'm hesitant to buying a second pair of joy cons at this very minute yeah, for me, it's it's purely a for local like local multiplayer stuff, and b, it's also hey, I get a download of, of snipper clips with it. So in Europe, that's a really good deal. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm I'm because most of the most of the interference when Neil did his testing on Twitter, he found it kicked in at about ten feet. Um, I'm not personally, I'm not in a position where my setups would be any more than say five or six feet. Either I'm playing in my bedroom where the TV's at one sure. on one one end and there's about five or six feet and then there's my bed, or in my living room on the couch where it's about three or three and a half feet between the couch and where the switch would the switch dock will be. So right. and if I'm and if I'm in a position where I'm anywhere else with that, I'm probably playing in handheld mode where it's a wire connect where they're connected physically anyway so there won't be any need to transmit anything right sure right so it's not, it seems it's, yeah yeah it's not a big deal for me but i can definitely see where it's going to be a problem depending on your setup it seems like the kind of thing i was hearing from reviewers is like three or four times over 20 hours of playing zelda and it, and it seems like the kind of thing where if you have the uh the handheld like like the switch and then it's switchy switchy switch mode, then you're not having any of that problem whatsoever. It seems like as TRBR is saying, uh, it's not interference. It's being blocked by the walls of meat and water, i.e., your hand or body. Two point four gigahertz is right at the frequency to be absorbed by water. Let's say you're right, TRBR. I acknowledge the possibility that you're right. What would become very difficult then if Nintendo did not update it or figure this out by may or whenever arms comes out and if it's as simple as you're saying the nintendo will obviously figure it out but if that's absolutely the problem then arms is going to be unplayable to consumers of the switch because don as someone who also played arms and i'm guessing mm -hmm. two different points that seems like the game that could most be hurt by human body switch controller interference Sure, but at the same time, there is a button mode. Okay, so there is a button mode, but that seems like not the ideal way to play that game. Oh, absolutely. I will agree with that, but at the same time, ultimately, there is a button mode, but I will say that I would love to play it more with the motion controls. I, I like Wendy Man's uh, arms is already an eSport. It's called the UFC, <laughs> which, which, which I enjoy. UFC, huh. it's, it's, yeah, it's... it's an EA Sports game. EA Sports UFC was on sale for like 10 bucks. I picked it up. It's not as good as the first one. But you, you can play as Mike Tyson, so there's that. Huh. Uh, uh, well, I, I think that that's all I have to say about that. The only thing I will add is Zelda Impressions came out this morning, and people are way more positive about Zelda than I thought they would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I may or may not be regretting shorting Zelda. On, in several locations as of this point as far as it, its critical reception but we'll see what happens when the reviews come out which will which will be before launch are we at, I'm just not sure if we're at liberty to say when specifically yeah uh, it's been well it's been said on Twitter multiple times now <laughs> actually I just realized yeah it's in our form it's in the NWR forum thread for breath of the wild the app review reviews will be out Thursday for breath of the wild yeah yeah but 
people are gushing all over this game. They're saying it's like the most challenging Zelda since the NES ones. They're saying uh, the, the guys from Nintendo Force, or at least the official account of Nintendo Force, is saying, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some people's favorite game of all time, which seems like hyperbole after playing that game for only a few days. So I, I would take that with a grain of salt. But it seems like people are super excited about this game, and it seems like... The way the Giant Beast cast was describing it, they made the game sound like you really will want to get lost and do all these different things and get distracted and go here and go here and go here. Basically, the promise of Skyrim, of if you see that mountain, you can go to it. It seems like this game makes absolutely good on it. Yeah, and, and what I heard from like audio impressions, because I've been listening to them all day, because, haha, I work at Go Nintendo, I post news every single day. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I was listening to a bunch of impressions, and the impression I got is that every single person that I heard talking about the game went in a completely different direction, did some very different things. Yeah. Um, so you are free to go and to see whatever you like in those first couple of minutes after you leave the Great Plateau, which is very encouraging. I heard that some people straight went to Hyrule Castle and see what would happen. Others um, jumped on a horse and just ride around a horse for like a good half hour. So every single person did something unique, and I look forward to having that own experience when I get it. It reminds me of the experience of playing an Elder Scrolls game for the first time. Like, it's... I think Morrowind Oblivion or Skyrim will give you the same experience of, of walking around that world for the first time. You've never played this kind of game before, and then you just wander into a cave to see what will happen. It seems like that's what Breath of the Wild is all about, is that Elder Scrollsy. I'm walking down this road, I don't know what's there, but it looks interesting, so I'm just going to go in that direction right. and see what I can find. But I'm guessing... Sure. Nintendo's probably going to make better on it than Elder Scrolls will, which I'm very surprised by saying, because if you asked me two weeks ago what I thought, how I thought Breath oh, of the Wild yeah. was going to come out, I would have thought it would have been like 7.58 territory. Yeah. yeah, I would... Yeah. It is really hard to say I'm... what would have happened. I, I was excited, but I'm not sure where I would stand on it when it would arrive, and now I'm feeling way more excited about it than I was like a month ago. Yeah, much, much, much more excited. And it reminds me more in a good way of Final Fantasy XV and Metal Gear Solid V of how I don't know about this series trying to do an open world game. I look at this open world and I'm not totally convinced. And then it turns out that they end up pulling off, I think, two of the best open world games of the generation. Though that's in my humble opinion. Uh, oh, I agree, yeah. I, I think Breath of the Wild could complete that trifecta. Hopefully, yeah, the yeah. Only, I'm. I from our previews that are on NintendoWorldReport.com right now, Neil seemed very effusive about it. Uh, Justin did express some concern about the controls of that game, and he brought up yes. the claw. So mm. that's. I thought we were done with that when Monster Hunter went new 3DS. So yeah. Huh. Justin is a great person on this site, specifically because when you read Justin Berube impressions, he won't have the same criticisms as everyone else, and in fact, he might not notice the obvious criticisms, but he notices these very specific things that other people would not call out, specifically uh, this claw thing that he read today. It's, it's a very Justin Berube observation. Uh, if, if you see yeah. impressions of his, I, I would recommend reading it, for, at the very least, a different perspective than you would get from other people. Metal Gear Solid Five. it's mostly a complete game by Windy Man. I, I think people give Metal Gear Solid Five way too much shit. I think Metal Gear Solid Five has some issues, and like it still feels like there's some content here and there that isn't necessarily there. But man, if it's not one of the most ambitious games I've ever played... It's, 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 that's a little sure. beside the point. But Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, I it I was getting those vibes from the impressions people were given for Breath of the Wild. Let me see some stuff in the chat here. Ken Ruley09, Ken Ruley, Ken Ruley. Uh, GameStop said they think it's better than Horizon Zero Dawn and what you can do. Which... I wouldn't be surprised by, because Horizon Zero Dawn seems like it's more of a Far Cry game that's executed very well than a complete evolution of this style of gameplay, which it seems like Zelda's been going for. 
Yeah, I think it was one mm. of the European outlets who said that, as far as I mean, as far as realism goes, Horizon the bow and arrow is a sniper rifle, whereas in Breath of the Wild you actually have to take into account things like wind resistance and things of that nature. Yeah. So. If, right. So somehow the the Legend of Zelda game is actually a bit more realistic if you're looking for Year of the Bow. Right. 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 So there's there's the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Didn't expect to be excited about it, but now all these people are saying it's harder than Dark Souls, and it's one of the best games they ever played. Yeah. And I guess I guess I ought to give it the old college try at this point. Right. How stressful is it that we got? Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda, Persona 5, uh, Mass, Mass Effect, Effect, and Nier Automata, all these open-world games, or at least the scale of open-world games, coming out in the span of about a month and ten days from each other. It's really scary. And it's really bad for my health. <laughs> Finan- financial year-ends are a real pain in the ass. <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches, but it almost feels like there's too many video games and it's actually starting to get a little stressful for me. Yeah, I decided that I'm, out of the Switch stuff, I am only playing near Automata this month and then next month will be all Persona 5. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's the right way to do it. Do Zelda and Nier this month and then Persona 5 and maybe Horizon next month. I think Horizon will be an excellent $40 video game whenever it drops in the next couple months. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Last Guardian dropped Fair. forty, dropped to forty in in two months. So he, yeah, it's not out of the question actually that it Fair. forty bucks. Fair. Let's move on to a tiny bit of news. We have a bigger launch lineup now than on the last episode of the show, which I'm very <laughs> surprised by, but huh. not that surprised by because there are some games that like you knew were launched but weren't confirmed yet. So. Nintendo Switch launch games confirmed so far. We got Zelda Breath of the Wild. We got 1-2 Switch. We now have Snipper Clips, the worst-kept secret that that is going to be a launch game on the Nintendo Switch, which looks like an awesome uh, co-op game that I, I did play at that Switch event. So I might get it at, at $19.99. I think I'm going to wait on reviews for that. We got Just Dance 2017, Skylanders Imaginators, Super Bomberman R, I Am Setsuna, Fast RMX, Shovel Knight Trevor Tr- Treasure Trove, which I should note is coming out a month earlier here than it's coming out on any other platform. Mm-hmm. Also, World of Goo, Little Inferno, which I believe was also a Wii U launch game. Yes, it was. And Human Resource Machine, which is also uh, by Tomorrow there's, Corporation. There's one asterisk, asterisk that I need to point towards the games from Tomorrow Corporation. Um, like in, like an hour or so ago, they said that I didn't even know it wasn't going to make launch yet. Now, oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those maybe off. Those are off the list then for day one. They said they weren't sure. Okay. That that could be like the weird week after launch games. But, yeah. Although hmm. we'll probably find out Tuesday because Nintendo is having a Nintendo a Nintendo Indies or Nindies presentation Tuesday, I believe at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It, well, it's one. I think it's actually. Yeah. 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 I, I might be, uh, I might be slightly off on the time, but I not, think not, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, I think it's for Pacific time, 9 a.m. 9, 9 a.m. Pacific. So noon Eastern, then in one o'clock. My time. Noon Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So we'll probably find now because there's some stuff in Japan, yeah. like Blaster Master Zero. Got it announced as a title for the for Switch. Japan has twenty launch titles. They have an almost completely different list from us. It's not like the important stuff is still there, but like the indie games and the smaller stuff are completely different. Like I think five hamster games, like Neo yeah, Geo games, are going to be there. Five hamster Neo Geo games. They get Metal Slug free. <laughs> That's they the King Eight. The arcade archives, yeah, those. Well, those usually come out in Japan, and then there's a bit of a delay based on how they handle it on PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they also have a, a nice variety of like physical games too. So they right. are pretty set. They right. got Puyo Puyo Tetris on launch day, I think. And I'm going to download that from a Japanese account. Huzzah! <laughs> I I may join you on that if I if, if I wasn't having to go to Boston the week after the Switch comes out. 
Oh, yeah, because we have the Regent Free systems, and you can probably get eShop cards from PlayAsia today. Mm-hmm. And, we know, that, and almost, we know that the balance will carry over, too. So Absolutely. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking about buying a also a digital copy of Dragon Quest Heroes 1 2. It's 32 gigs now, so I'm going to buy it physical. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, good uh, move. How impressive is it that the Switch cartridges are as small as they are? I mean, I know it shouldn't be impressive because SD cards can handle 32 gigabytes, but they almost look... They're thinner than the DS cartridges, right? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. thinner than... They're, I think they're almost they're almost the size of Vita carts from what I'm I seeing, especially that's... with the... <laughs> I think that's correct, yeah. Which... Huh. I, I, I I had to guess on that because I don't have very many physical Vita games. Right, right, but it does seem like it has like the cases are PSP size, which I'm not really a fan of. I almost wish that they were regular game case sized and just had the tiny cartridges inside it. Even though I know that would be a waste of plastic in the long term, I just as someone who likes his physical games, I just think they look weird on a shelf. I I don't think the way Nintendo is trying to save plastic with those eco cases they use on the Wii U that they'd be able to get away with it with anything that would actually hold those something that small. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess PSP cases always looked weird to me. the The ugliest part of my game library is the Vita section. Like the Vita has has plenty of amazing games. It's just the cases are so tiny and so misfitting with all the other game cases in my library. Shiny digital future, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, Japan is getting like the new Blaster Master game. They're getting uh, a new puzzle game called Solium, which is really cool. The, yeah, they have a whole bunch of stuff there, which is it feels really complete over there. But you want to know what isn't coming at launch? The Virtual Console is not coming at launch to Nintendo's system. And boy, has yeah. that been a point of contention for the last 48 hours. Breaking news, we have a futuristic racing game at the launch of the Switch that I dare, that includes the announcer from FCRGX. We have a 2D platformer that's better than anything short of Mega Man 2 or, or Mario 3 for, that looks like an NES game. So I, for one, am hoping that this is a sign that Nintendo is going to do away with Virtual Console and simply bring these classic games out as regular games, no special branding required, and more importantly, let the third parties handle their own games. That doesn't seem like the right way to do it, because Virtual Console, as poisonous as that branding may be, I'm not sure, but it feels like it's slightly becoming like a poisonous term right now. Especially on Wii U. Especially on Wii U. It's as poisonous as the Wii name at this point. But they have to call it something because Virtual Console is a super important distinction to make because you have to be able to separate Super Mario Bros. 1 from the other games in the library. And I I just don't think it looks right mixed in, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, the the main reason to... The main reason I'd love to see them ditch the name virtual console is because maybe then they can introduce variable pricing. So we're not paying the same price for Mario three that you pay for urban fucking champion. Pardon my French. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the original Japanese title of the game. (laughs) Yeah. And, and we have, I mean, Natsume put harvest moon 64 out this week. Again, we will be streaming that following this show. The fact that it took them this long to do that. I'm pretty sure Nintendo would have, they had to go to Nintendo and say, "Hey, would you like to put this? We'd like to put this game out for the 20th anniversary. Would that be all right?" There's no need for them to do that. Right. And if you give it back to the third, give it, let the third parties handle it. That opens the door for, say, Sega to do. Sega has done retro this gener- this last generation better than Nintendo ever could between Sega 3D Classics and the fact that you can now get their games on Steam with mod support. Yeah. Right, right. And, uh, and yeah. Mainly, I just want Square Enix to acknowledge the second half of their name because where's my bloody illusion of Gaia? Or Terranigma, <laughs> before anyone asks. Now, yeah. that's, that's a darn fine question right there. The James... Uh, no, not James Jones. He, he had something else. Ken Ruley said VC will be there. They already said so. Yeah, the virtual console is going to be on Nintendo's system. We, we know that. 
We it's yeah, just it, not going to be there day one. And the most frustrating thing is that we didn't know it was going to be there. It wasn't going to be there on day one definitively until like the last day or two, which is super annoying because it was eight days until the system's launch. And only then did we know that there wasn't going to be a virtual console on day one. Now, Neil... Uh, that, that is within, to be fair, that is within standard Nintendo policy because the most warning we get of any virtual console game outside of Japan is three days. That's from the European press release. Yeah, but that's it's a little crazy that not only do we not have a virtual console, but we haven't gotten the messaging we need on what the virtual console is going to look like. Now, it... I was kind of pissed on Twitter when I did like see this for the first time. And I think what's upsetting to me is not that there won't be virtual console and not that, and not just that the messaging is really poor, but the fact that it's both of those things together, that that's really upsetting me. Like it's a really bad one, two punch to be this close to the console and not to know what and to not know what the virtual console is going to look like not know what consoles are going to be supported outside of Nintendo and uh, Super Nintendo games and for all the information we actually have beyond that to be a series of like winks Nintendo officials are giving in interviews like we'll see what happens with Nintendo account transfers and who knows about that wacky GameCube like like we'll, we'll see how it goes guys the fact that it's now 7 days to launch and that's the only thing we and that's the only stuff we know it feels kind of unacceptable to me and it really makes the switch feel like it's coming in hot and borderline unready for a march 3rd launch um it's not necessarily that i cared for a virtual console at day one because i don't think i would have downloaded many virtual console games on day one anyway considering i have zelda i have bomberman i have a whole bunch of eShop stuff so i will be good on that front but it's more that they haven't said it until this point that annoys me right and well then again yeah, go ahead. The last time Nintendo made launch with a virtual console was the Wii, which they needed that to explain that, yes, you can actually download games on your Wii, and we're going to use old games until WiiWare starts. Now right. that they have these download games, that they, that is the driver for the eShop on day one, and you can wait three months for virtual console to come out. The only... The only reason you might want to have a, a stream of these older games on day one is to fill in those weeks where nothing else is coming out. But and I think based that's, on the release schedule yeah. we're seeing, that's not going to be mm. a problem. I think that was the reason why the eShop on 3DS waited for so long it did, because it came three months after launch. And only then it launched with a handful of titles, and the majority of them were virtual console games. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's a real bad look to me that 11 years ago, or t- 10 and a half, I guess, 10 and a quarter, whatever, but over over a decade ago, Nintendo launched the Virtual Console on the Wii on day one. And the first time I saw the Virtual Console, which had N64 support, Nintendo support, and Super Nintendo support, it was one of the most magical days of being a Nintendo gamer I've ever had, of seeing seeing the Virtual Console in 2006 for the first time. And to, to see a system over 10 years later that not only doesn't have the Virtual Console on day one, but also doesn't have any messaging on the virtual console. It's it's a real bad look. James Jones points out 3DS uh, shows how to launch an eShop months late during E3. That That's what I'm thinking about. But then if, if anyone makes the case that the eShop wasn't ready on the 3DS on day one and the Wii U's uh, virtual console was not ready day one and, and that turned out to be kind of a steaming pile of crap, th- the early days of the 3DS and any point of the lifespan of the Wii U are not good cases <laughs> to defend what Switch is doing right now. Sure, I think that I should go in with all guns blazing, all things considered, but at the same time, um, what I have lined up now with three really strong eShop games, with Soul Snapper Clips, 
Shovel Knight and Farstar MX and what they're doing in Japan and what have you. I think they will be okay, but it's only a matter of time that I will have to talk about them because they need to throw them in the mix to ensure steady games coming to the eShop at a fair enough basis. You're and right. We're at a hundred. I think they. I think somebody. The last picture I saw with that that looks like the Nintendo release chart they put out in January is over a hundred games now. So yeah. And there's going to be more stuff coming out by the week because dev kits are pretty much, you know, dev kits are in the wild and they are extremely cheap from what Capcom has said. It's like five, the equivalent of 500 bucks US. Windy Man says uh, Nintendo is saving the virtual console info bomb for an empty spot in the post-launch release schedule. Yes, that's what I think. Hey there, no new Switch games in the near future, but virtual console details. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, but, that, but that's I will awesome. say I will say I will say this. I'm not giving Nintendo a free pass on no virtual console because they did a really bad job on Wii U. If you remember the 2013 January Direct, where they announced additional systems for the virtual console from yeah, those will come later, and then they all of a sudden come a year and a half later, then you know, screw you a little bit. You should have handled that little stuff internally a whole lot better. And I'm not giving them exactly a free pass for that. At the same time, if they are taking their time now to do this right in one turn, I can kind of forgive them for it. Yeah. As as long as within six weeks of this thing launching on the Switch, whatever it is, we don't have a week of baseball and urban champion, yeah. which is what the Wii had six weeks after it came out. That's what they all, all they brought out that week. I think we'll be fine. Is Urban Champion the knack of the NES? That's an insult to knack. <laughs> and, you, and you of all people should not be insulting knack. Hey, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, beat knack hey. I beat knack and actually kind of liked it. It's just... Exactly. <laughs> every, every, everybody knows that 3D Classics Urban Champion is the best version of Urban Champion in the world over. That is not saying much. The 3D Classics version of Urban Champion is like is like a really ugly pig wearing makeup. <laughs> I, I remember I took a code for that off one of the telethons because I didn't want to subject anybody else to it. Yeah. Ha! Yeah. It just feels disrespectful a little bit to the Nintendo fans that it's something that, like, the hardcore people care about, but they're not, they're not telling us anything. Neil, like, disagreed with me a little bit. We were talking about this over Google Chat, and he was saying, like, would it be better if... Nintendo didn't have the virtual console on day one, but it was ready in a few months with more games, or would you rather it was there on day one, but it had the same 13 games that it would have launched on, like NES, Baseball, you got Urban Champion, you got Wrecking Crew, you got Mario, like, basically the NES Classic, half the NES Classic library, and then two or three Super Nintendo games, like, would that be better? And, like, I agree with him, it's probably about the same launching with just NES and Super Nintendo games or launching more prepared in a few months. But I have this weird feeling that Nintendo's going to launch it in a few months and the virtual console still won't be that ready. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Do I think do we have uh, we have some stuff left? Zelda pre-launch check-in coverage discussion. Neil can't be on, so this this would have been the Neil Ronahan Power Hour. We talked about Switch Virtual Console not there at launch, and that's mostly what we have here since we're transitioning out of the Switch stuff. So it's been forty three minutes, but I still want to go a little bit longer. My idea is let's close, go around in a circle. And I want to know what three Nintendo Switch games you are most excited for. Does not have to have to be launched. Does not even have to be a game that we're fully aware of yet. Like the the quote unquote Pokemon game that we have no idea what it is, but it is confirmed to exist. Like that counts. So let's go around and three games each. We're gonna go Don, then Don Old, and then Alex. Okay, Don, you go ahead. Three Switch games you're most excited for. Uh, the Switch game I am the most excited for at this point is Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2. Okay. 
And the reason I say that is I play it now at both of the events I seen the Switch at, and what I realize is how much they changed to the flow of Splatoon 2. Because the original game, it was really good, and I still love playing it every single day, and it's the only thing I turn currently my Wii U on for. But uh, the stuff that changed, especially when it comes to the specials and how they handle weapons, especially... They are more versatile and they have each different special move now. Makes me really excited what they could do with new weapons in the future when they add new stuff, when they add new stages. I think the raw outfit will be really interesting and more intriguing than the first game. It's a slightly tighter Splatoon. I, I agree with you on that. And the fact that there's no more spawn camping, how you can't get close to the uh, the your opponent's spawn point now, like yeah. that is a very smart addition to that series. Absolutely, yeah. And then what? What were your what were your other two, Don? Oh, I, I thought we were gonna do one for one, but okay. No, uh, three, three total <laughs> each. Sure. Uh, the second game is um, well, obviously it's Super Mario Odyssey. Oh hell yeah! And uh, and, and that that trailer looked so good. It looked so good. Nintendo's <sighs> going for it. Yeah. I love that. I love that I mean, Japanese I, I, visual. No, yeah, the Japanese visual that's like. The here's here's your baby games, your Mario Galaxies, and your 3D Land and your 3D World. This is the successor to 64 and Sunshine. <laughs> to be to be fair, I really enjoyed the the level based 3D Mario games. I have absolutely no problem with those. Oh, oh 3D uh, Land's my favorite Mario game. Yeah, 3D Land is also my favorite for sure. Yeah, the more the less to said about the Green Stars and Galaxy Two, the better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I really enjoyed when I. Like played a lot of GameCube. I loved playing on and off like Sunshine, and I, I knew it was rough in places. Absolutely, like collecting those blue coins weren't that fun, and some of the missions were really rough. But overall, I re- just really loved playing it. It was so goofy and over the top. And I think if what Odyssey is going for, especially with New Dunk City, which is a meme in <laughs> itself, <laughs> yeah, is is uh, is going for is a style and flair that I haven't seen in a Mario game since N64 and Sunshine. I'm really excited to see that like that style go back in a major way. Absolutely. Visit new.donk.city and find out if Bastion fucks. <laughs> new Donk City is a way uh, funnier name when you realize that it's not when you don't realize that it's a reference to Donkey Kong. Yep. So, yeah. And then you, you have one more game, Don, very quickly. Okay, I think that my final game would then be... Like the rumored Pokemon game. Yeah, just, just, just um, throwing a game that barely exists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you already mentioned it, but it was already my pick in my head when you started uh, saying yeah. this this topic. Sure. Because um, I love Pokemon, and uh, the things they could do with all the Pokemon in general and just bringing that world to Switch would, have, would be incredible in a lot of ways. And I can't wait to see how it comes together on a system that's way more powerful than ever handheld that Nintendo put out before it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few top threes in here. James Jones says China warrior on virtual console three times over. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you, James. Screw you. Morris could say JJ and Jeff. No, no, no. No, he could have said three times devil's third. Uh, I, I I prefer uh, Fist of the North Star. <laughs> it, uh, hey, if I hope we do get tur- I, I hope the t- the TG sixteen on Wii U means we get Lords of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have uh, Tony Kaname Kuran, the three Splatoon two, two Fast RMX, and one of course Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, Cherry Goblin, Super Mario Odyssey. That is all. And uh, Pokemon Dash for Switch. <laughs> is this what James Jones <laughs> thinks you're asking for, Don? No. no. That, that game never came out in North America. And let me tell you, Pokemon Dash is the worst Pokemon game you will ever play in your entire life. And I, I mean, include, I include, hey, you Pikachu in that. Hey, hey James, <laughs> the, the Pokemon company did an interview recently. The three games they called out for Switch were the main RPGs. Pokémon and Pokémon Mystery Dungeon. 
The po I love James's phrasing of Pokemon Dash for Switch because that implies that it's not even a new game; it's just a port of the DS game. <laughs> oh my God! No, no, absolutely not. No. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Donald, your turn. Tell me about your three most anticipated games on Nintendo Switch. All right. Well, I guess no. I guess number one for me. Uh, trying to be different from Don, I guess number one for me is going to be Fire Emblem, whatever that ends up being. That's a good answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just seeing what they can, seeing what they can, how anime they can make this thing with uh, the power of a full console behind it. Uh, and then I guess two and three are the two big multiplayer games that I'll be playing a lot of: uh, Bomberman R and Puyo Puyo Tetris. There you go. Absolutely, yeah. There you go. And, si and since we're carrying along the theme of choosing different games, my number one will be ARMS because yeah. I, I actually, I was a little cold coming from my playthrough of ARMS. I thought it played a little bit like Pokémon Tournament and not a great way. And I, I thought the the way you hold the controllers were not as intuitive as I was hoping it would be. But I also think being in a demo environment and playing by myself and like pushing the Nintendo employees who were trying to guide me away from me so I could figure it out myself. Mm -hmm. Like I had everything going against me. Although I yeah. am still skeptical about ARMS all in I, I am really excited about ARMS. I got to play like three matches and it feels really nice to do. It feels really sturdy and uh, well controlled. Did it pick up? Did you understand and enjoy it more the more you played that game and the more you got to? Yeah, abso absolutely. Yeah, the first time you play, you're like, "Huh, why do you do this?" And I was constantly asking the rep, "How do you do this again?" And what do you do? Then the second and third match. Then when you start going, then you start using the buttons to dash and to avoid and then defend and then attack and then it feels really nice in a way that really comes together well. Yeah, I I, I think I'll agree with you when the game comes out. I think there's still a lot that we still need to learn about ARMS. Yeah, I agree. We haven't seen too much. We don't know what the package looks like. We don't know what the single-player component mm. looks like. Yeah. But we do know that it is probably going to be a full-priced game, almost assuredly. Yeah. The thing, the two reasons why I listed as my most anticipated games are one, it's a mm -hmm. new core internal character-driven Nintendo franchise, and there Those is characters looks great. There's nothing that makes me smile more than new Nintendo characters. And two, exactly as you said, Don, the character designs are incredible. Mm -hmm. There's something that looks classically cartoonish about Springman and Ribbon Girl in a, in a way that I can't put my finger on. Like, like there's, some, there's some part of their personality that makes me feel like I'm watching a cartoon from the 1950s, like, like an Astro Boy type thing. Right, yeah. Which and, and I like that classic anime look to it. And yeah, the fact that it's a new Nintendo franchise and the fact that it is a full game version of Wii Sports Boxing. Mm -hmm. basically, which feels like something really worth being excited about. My number two game is Suda51's follow-up to No More Heroes, which will in some way utilize either the indie gaming community or indie design philosophy and somehow pro-wrestling, and he was so vague, and... It, I, will, also, it will also include a very bad translator, apparently. It'll include a really bad translation. Yeah, Suda apologized for that, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it was clear Suda went off the rails, and it was not the fault of the translator who was who was working that night. Hey, actually, Suda actually invited him to dinner, apparently. That, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But Travis touched down his back, and, and I'm, I'm so, so very excited about it. Rorona Zero says, surprise no one mentioned Xenoblade Chronicles 2 yet. That's my most anticipated Switch game at the moment. That would be my number four if I included a fourth Nintendo yeah. Switch game. For me, it would be my number five under Fire Emblem. Under Fire Emblem? Okay. My yeah. number three, which obviously does not include Mario Odyssey, because that's like the default number one, I think, on a lot of our lists. Sure. But, but my number three that is not mentioned so far is Shin Megami Tensei HD Project. Because Whatever that, that ends up becoming. 
Exactly. It, this is in the same way you have Fire Emblem and Don has Pokemon, and I guess I have no more heroes. This is one of my, I have no idea what this game is, but Odin looks sick as hell in HD. And yeah. whether it's Shin Megami Tensei Five or a cool-ass HD spinoff like uh, the Kuzanoa games, I'm so down. I so sure. want an HD Shin Megami Tensei game. And I'm convinced that game is going to come out in the West because I am almost positive that the West makes up a very significant percentage of the Shin Megami Tensei sales as niche as, niche as a series as it seems over here. Oh, I agree, yeah. I think that'll bear out in April when uh, Persona 5 takes a shocking upset win in the NPDs. Here's my prediction. Shin Megami Tensei HD Project comes out on in Japan and in the US. Europe is about 50-50 shot, but I bet that if it doesn't come to Europe, it's going to be super easy to get a hold of. Yeah. Due to the sure, region free stuff. But that's, but at the same time, I think that... Uh, since there's now a deal in place with Atlas Sego together with Deep Silver in Europe, we'll likely get it anyway. Uh, James Jones suggests that it's going to be SMT Poker. Uh, I, I would like to call it Shin Megami Tensei Poker Night at the Inventory. <laughs> it's a strip poker starring Mara. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hmm. Although there's a, there's a pretty good chance it could turn out uh, like the infamous January 2013 Nintendo Direct, where you show all these character designs of Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei characters, and none of them end up being in the final game. And it, com- and it comes out three years later as anime as hell. <laughs> Which is still a really good game, but... Yeah, as, hey, as, we, uh, there's 2-9 on the show for that game, but yeah. Japanese Idol Simulator yeah. 2016. Yeah, but if I, I will say though that um, Spike Chunsoft is teasing Fire Pro Wrestling, if that comes to Switch, um, that might sneak into my number three. <laughs> if we got Fire Pro Wrestling and a No More Heroes game coming to Switch, this is going to be the most Suda ass console of all time. <laughs> Hopefully, it sells better than most of Suda's stuff. Then, uh, we, we, so some people got their list for us: Ken Ruley, one Zelda, two Mario Odyssey. Three Metroid when they finally announce it. Uh, Cherry Goblin just has to say, James Jones is my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that a fact? Cherry Goblin also adds Killer 7 HD for Switch. Can really mo- Metroid slash Mother 3. Uh, we have Tony, Konami, Kuren, Ribbon, Ribbon Girl for Smash Bros. Deluxe on Nintendo Switch. My guess is. Uh, they're going to be saving that for whatever the next real Switch game, Switch Smash Bros. is. And the lead two Nintendo characters you're going to get is you're going to get uh, Springman and Ribbon Girl with Spring Springman as the the Avatar character. Like, that's the one you're going to get by default. And then you're also going to get Splatoon Girl and Boy with Splatoon Girl as the default. That's my prediction for how that's going to go. Like, whatever the first trailer is for Smash 5, those two characters are going to headline it. Um, you don't, don't you mean Smash yeah. 7? If Because basically the Smash team considers Smash 4 3DS number 4, Smash 4 Wii U number 5, and likely the Switch version of Smash 6. Yeah, but that that's that's silly as hell. <laughs> that's just silly. Windy Man, number 3, Tetris Puyo Puyo. 2, Red Out. And one Zeruda Breath of the Wild. And then four four Shovel Knight. See, I like the fact that they're putting out Shovel Knight Treasure Trove a month out on Switch first. Like that that's a very smart business decision. Because it's gonna be $25 at launch. You're gonna have the Spectre Knight campaign uh a month early. The yeah, the a month early which means it's going to encourage people who really love Shovel Knight to buy it. And if you do have patience, you can get it for 30% off on basically every other console this week. Sure. And yeah, so yeah, that, that sale's running along with the Phoenix Freight sale, so go get those if you're missing anything. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man for Switch, please, says Inferno Gaming. That's a real cute joke. You, <laughs> you may not want that based on the new Mega Man because it's probably going to be based on that. 
Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> SMTHD project. James Jones says SMTHD project equals cooking SMT. <laughs> uh, heart donor three, two, and one all Zelda. Ken Rule says he, he's looking forward to SMT with Law Port of TMS hashtag Effie. Also, James is hyped for Fire Pro. Says that about uh, two or three times in the chat. Um, we have. Mega Man, so, Capcom. Talk, talking, talking about James and hot garbage. <laughs> um, the Mighty Number no. Nine switchboard. No, I. Uh, <laughs> I will say this quickly. I did a preview for Mario Sports Superstars. Man, that game is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> and today I got the package of Amiibo cards. <laughs> oh boy! With all with all old artwork. Uh, oh, like like that that weird like Mario Party artwork that they use on like the last seven games in the series. Yep. Yeah. James Jones says, "Bomber Girl for Switch, please. I need anime waifus with incendiary devices and a taste for death to match my real life." <laughs> Super Bomber Girl is always triple X in my head, which which makes me curious if we're if we're positing the 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 premise of Super Bomber Girl. That I'm going to stop me... this show if we're going to start talking about Super Bomber Girl. I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not thinking of Super Bomber Girl, but I'm thinking if we got Super Bomber Girl and Super Bomber Man, I'm very curious about the mechanics of how they mate to make Super Bomber babies. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I I, th- I think I think this is the the artwork for Mario from Toadstool Tour. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is the oldest artwork they have on those cards? I don't know. Oh, from DDR Mario Mix. That was right. The Bowser on the soccer card is from DDR Mario Mix. Oh, jeez. <laughs> There's a throwback and a half. Oh, by the way, what these unlock? These unlock the star characters you would usually unlock in the other Mario Sports games. But they also unlock superstar characters, which you can only get through the cards, right? No, they these unlock the superstar characters. But if you want to normally, you have to play for every single game with every single character manually. <laughs> Giga, this 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 chat is getting so lewd. Oh, jeez. Okay, James okay, Jones I is think, waiting yeah, for the Chico game. I, this is this is this is this is. It's funny that James Jones is not on this show, but he has had more influence on the content than any three of us who are actually talking into microphones right now. Screw you, James. If you think this is actually worth getting a permanent record of early, Patreon.com/slash/nwr. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last, the last comment I have. Rizza thirty six says Bomberman has the biggest sack. <laughs> uh, James Jones says heart you guys. We heart you too, James. And uh, as as I'm sure you know that y- you are welcome to Nintendo News Report anytime. As are you, Don Koopman. We'll we'll be back. We'll we'll go back to the well since it's just been me and Donald for the last few weeks. It's you'll be on the short list of people we call back to this. This is all right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's it's all. It's all we have for this. It's talking about it, we we start on the switch and end up on Bomberman's sack. <laughs> and yes, and again, Patri- stay tuned. Stay tuned for hey. Harvest Moon sixty four coming up next across most. Hey James. Hey James. Hey James. James. Devils for devils for devils for devils for <laughs> Patreon.com slash NWR. We have Twitter accounts as well. Nintendon. Uh, that that's 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 correct, right? Yes. N-I-N-T-E-N-D-A-A-N. Two A's. Well done, Donald. Right. We have Donald Terrio at Donald Mick. That is D-O-N-A-L-D-M-I-C-K. We also have myself, Alex Kalafi, at C-U-L-A-F-I-A. Uh, this will be on the iTunes feed very soon. Let me just say that this show is now on iTunes, and it has been for like the last 17 Ooh. weeks. 
So make sure you give us a review on there. I look up Nintendo on iTunes just to see where we're doing on the rankings, and Nintendo News Report is slowly going to the top of that list, which means someone out there is listening to us, and if you listen to us on iTunes, I am so happy and so appreciative. And what I ask is, if you do listen to our iTunes show, please, please, please go on to your iTunes. Uh, try to remember your login for iTunes, and then and then write a little review, whatever you think. Just, just say it. And after you're done, close iTunes, go to James Jones on Twitter, and tweet to him Devil's Third. Or the Devil's Third box art. It's it's is it NWR James? Is that is, is that his account? NWR <laughs> Might as well just push him at this point. NWR James. Is that with an underscore? Uh, NWR yes. underscore James for for the fourth member of this show. If, <laughs> if you want to, he's a great friend of Ivan the Terrible. Him. Great friend of Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> James Jones's iTunes review. They talked about Bomberman sack. It was alarming. <laughs> If you want if you want more James Jones, listen to Radio Free Nintendo and also go to the I the YouTube playlist on Nintendo World Report TV and look up our Thank You Mr. Awada episode, which is the episode right after Satoru Awada's death. And that is one of the best episodes we've done on this show. And that is me, Donald, and James for like an hour and a half just talking about Satoru Awada. And and that that's some some great A James Jones Nintendo News Report content. That's all I have. Have a good night. James Jones wore a suit. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.